0: It's a football podcast with Safa Dean.
1: My hips didn't lie, Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back in week two. Tyler
0: Dragon. Halftime was amazing. I love West Coast rap. Tupac's my favorite rapper, but to have too short there, to have Ice Cube there, I have to say, I was dancing. And Josina Anderson.
2: My overreaction is the fact that it is the reaction because it is accurate.
0: Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders talk X's, analyze O's, and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful, because they know football.
2: So what's it called?
0: Yes, a football
1: podcast. Tyler, you and I were, were on the road this weekend. I was in Tampa Bay for the opener between the Cowboys and the Pucks. You were in Las Vegas for, I don't know what happened at the end of that game, Monday night between the Ravens and the Raiders. Um, Tyler, I mean, obviously people care about Las Vegas more than Tampa Bay. Tell me about your short stay in, in Las Vegas. Did, did, you, did you dive into the temptation? I know it's there in Sin City. I know it's there.
0: Well, you know they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. However, I will give you guys just a little bit of what i did you know i didn't gamble so surprisingly there was no gambling i have to tell you when i was in my younger days i used to frequent the las vegas club scene a whole lot especially being from california it's a short drive i mean of course trays. Omni, Hakkasan. If you've been to Vegas and been to those Uh clubs, you know what I'm talking about. So I used to go there all the time. Now went to the game, did my work at the game, and the Uh game was like you said, amazing. It was wild. A lot of momentum swings, turnovers, overtime, and it and it was a Hollywood ending with fans uh, at the stadium for the first time for the Raiders to win in OT in thrilling fashion. It was a Hollywood scripted ending. Uh, For the Raiders, I'm I'm happy for the Raiders fans um, to be able to go to that game and see their team win in an upset. But Vegas was what can I say? Vegas was Vegas. They put on a show. Gladys. Gladys Knight performed the national anthem. I, I mean, it, it, it doesn't get any better than that. And then at halftime, when you know I'm trying to eat my hot dog and you know get a couple <laughs> uh, work work assignments in, lo and behold, I see two short performance. And
1: so, halftime performance, yeah. Too.
0: yeah uh, halftime performance of two short, and then I didn't think it was going to get any better. Ice Cube comes out, so halftime was amazing. I love West Coast rap. Tupac's my favorite rapper, but to have too short there to have ice cube there i have to say i was dancing in the press box i was definitely man. dancing in the press box
1: i was in tampa bay for the uh, for the bucks opener and um, it was it was crazy man there was so many bucks fans so many cowboys fans flew in um, that was probably one of my favorite games just to see all the fans tyler i mean you were there for the raiders opening their stadium for the first time i was in tampa for all the bucks fans who were you know congratulating their team The opener of the championship, you know, team that just won the Super Bowl, who looked like a great favorite to kind of, you know, go back to the Super Bowl again this year. Um, It was cool to see all the Bucks fans kind of loud and raucous and excited for their team and ready for a defending uh, Super Bowl champion in the Tampa Bay Bucks this season.
0: Yeah, I saw you tried on the ring, too.
1: That ring was pretty fast, so Was that the first Super Bowl (laughs) ring you tried on? (laughs) <laughs> that was the first football ring I tried on. So I was actually in the press box and there was um, a personal member from the Bucks kind of walking around and I saw some of the attendants in the press box talking to him about his ring. Then I went over and I looked at his ring myself and then sure enough, he took it off. He's like, here, put it on. Look, you can hold it. And I uh, hold it, gave it a nice little look around. I'm going to tell you now the, the personnel people who get the rings, their rings are not as gaudy. Uh, you know, it was, it was close enough to the real thing and, and that thing had some weight on it. So these Super Bowl rings are only getting bigger, bigger. They're only getting gaudier. They're only getting heavier. I was making a joke with the guy; he had to wear it on his left hand so he could use his right hand to put it in his pocket to get his phone.
3: This is producer Emily. I'm gonna. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll hear me jump in every once in a while, just to you know, put some insight, put some take on it. Um, I just want to say, hearing all this ring talk, what I'm hearing, Soffit, is that you now have a new appreciation for the fact that Sierra was walking around with. How many, you know, how many pounds are we talking about? How many, like how many, how heavy do you think this thing was? And she just rocked Russell Wilson's ring, his Super Bowl ring to the Met Gala. First of all, how do we feel about that?
1: Listen, Sierra looked amazing. The dress was amazing. The ring was a great final touch, a nice accessory. And I felt so, so badly for for, um, Peyton Manning, who had Russell Wilson on his uh, telecast during the Monday night football game. Tyler, you missed the great show, man. Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson at the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime for that game. They asked Russell Wilson about it. He was a little bashful about it. You know, his <laughs> wife's looking amazing at the Met Gala. When Peyton Manning had, like, the best quarter of the night. It's like, you know, that, that was the ring I try to have uh, when, when both of them were in the Super Bowl a couple years back. And, and Russell Wilson laughed it off and he said, hey, man, you know, Tom Brady has one of the rings I try to have too. So uh, that was my favorite part of the Monday night broadcast for sure. And Sierra did kill it with her outfit at the Met Gala. Uh, Tyler, I really have to find out and, and know what, what, what Josina really thought about this dress. Josina, <laughs> you, you saw how Sierra looked, you know, the, the, the Americana theme that she was trying, everybody was trying to go after at the Met Gala. What did you think about her outfit?
2: Well, first of all, I think it's just beautiful to see, you know, love flourish, even on the runways and fashion uh, events such as uh, the Met Gala, which is obviously a huge um, event that happens uh, every year in New York. The timing of this one is a little bit uh, different. Usually it's after the NFL draft, but because of the pandemic, I, I believe that things are on a different timeline. But for her to show support of Russell Wilson like that, bring his only Super Bowl ring to the event, didn't lose it. You know, we didn't have any other TMZ follow ups after the show, and um, and for her to you know find something creative in the Seahawks colors and the hair, obviously looking. Uh, fantastic with the long boofy kind of editorial ponytail and everything that she was doing. A uh, matter of fact, her hairdresser or the, the person who does her color rather is someone I also used to work with in the past. He's amazing. Uh, his name is Caesar, um, but uh, I, I loved it. I thought I thought it was just a great show. It might not be the, the most, um, you know, couture, you know, best thing as far as like an Oscar dress, but in terms of what it represents and her showing support for her man, I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: You know what? Shout out to Cesar. We got a hairdresser shout out, mm-hmm. shout out to Cesar. For, you know, coming through always as he usually does. Uh, love flourishing. I'm all about that too. And, and guys, I want to tell you straight up, my love for Aaron Rodgers definitely took a little hit after mm. week one. It didn't flourish so like so it was
2: so, quick, so quick? So yeah, quick? So you, you,
1: yeah. you know what it is? It's like just, just seeing Aaron Rodgers and, and only three points in the opener and then Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns on the other side. That game happened exactly the opposite of how I thought it was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the worst opening game of Aaron Rodgers' career. And guys, he's going up week two against the Lions. I'm really interested to see which Aaron Rodgers shows up, especially because kind of before the game, Aaron, ran, Aaron Andrews had an interview, and he pretty much said he was contemplating retirement. Everything that happened with Green Bay in the offseason with you know not only just Matt LaFleur taking the ball out of his hands in the FC title game, but not having input in roster decisions, wanting to have some more input, kind of thinking about retirement before the season, before actually coming back and now, you know, renegotiating his contract. So this is last season. Um, I'm really expecting a big week two out of Aaron Rodgers.
0: Aaron Rodgers is still (laughs) one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yes. Statistic wise, that was probably his worst game uh, of his career, especially week one performance of his career. But we all know his head was not in it this offseason. He was doing a thousand other things, trade requests. So mentally, he was not there. And it showed on the football field on Sunday versus the New Orleans Saints. That was a pitiful game by not only him, but the entire Green Bay Packers team. But I'm not going to be prisoner of, of the moment. And then. This is the perfect remedy for the Packers this coming week versus the Detroit Lions, the lowly Detroit Lions team. They're not any good at all. They did have a nice rally attempt uh versus the 49ers in week one, but top to bottom, they're not a very good football team. And I do believe Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are gonna bounce back strong. It's gonna be a Monday night football, nationally televised game. So I'm not gonna, you know, be prisoner of the moment, stop it. I think. You're being a little bit too critical on them right now, especially since Aaron Rodgers going on Jeopardy and all of his off-season activities. Now he needs to focus in on football, put all the hoopla and drama in the back of his mind, and the last dance. He and Devontae Adams said it. So Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, their last dance, you know how that ended. I'm not saying that's going to end in Green Bay the same way, but I do expect them to bounce back strong this week.
2: Okay. I agree with you, Todd. I, I do believe that they will find their rhythm. You know, there's too much talent on there not to find their rhythm, but I want to give a few examples here to kind of, you know, make my point. And, and Safed, you also touched on this as well, right? Um, As far as the mind, not necessarily being in it. And I think when I recall the Jets after their first season, they were 10 and six uh with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And then the season after that, the Jets and Ryan Fitzpatrick, they got into like um uh, you know, uh, the negotiations were off kilter, off access. And obviously he wanted more money. They didn't necessarily believe in him. And it went all the way into the, um, you know, right before a training camp and it spilled over into that season. The next analogy that I want to use is. Uh, a yoga analogy, and just and just hang with me here for a second, okay? So, when you when you are stretching your hips in yoga, right? They'll tell you that don't be surprised if you start crying, and 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 the reason is is because they talk about how a lot of your emotions are in your you know your torso area, what have you. And I, first, I didn't really understand that when when I started to read up on I was like, oh, this is true. And the reason why I'm bringing up that point is because. The things that you go through get registered in your body. That's what I'm trying to say when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. And because they were, um, you know, not necessarily on the same page in the offseason, his mind elsewhere, contemplating retirement, that, you know, carried over, I feel like, into the season. And also I feel like, um, you know, Devontae Adams and his talks as well and everything, you're not able to call on it. Maybe the way that he feels like he thought he would have as far as just in the past. And when you're younger, even if everything, you you know, you're, you're having all these uh, vacations and things like that. And then you're just able to call in and still be great when you get a little older, that ability to be able to do things is not as easy. And then you combine it with what I was saying before. So. That's why I feel like it carried over. But I, I still think it's something that they can turn around, you know, pretty quickly and that they will, particularly when you're considering Monday night football. Although, Tyler, I will have to say I did speak to some lion sources after the game against the 49ers. They were pretty pissed defensively in terms of how they perform. So uh, and they also mentioned that, like what you said with the rallying at the end, um, they were they were they took pride in that. So I feel like the Lions are going to try to build up on that, in, you know, in the game against the Packers. But I, I don't feel like it'll be as much of a dud, you know, with him having a passer rating of thirty-two point eight, like we saw in this first game. Safid.
1: You know what? You you brought up the hips. You you brought up the ears. <laughs> And, and, and i felt Sorry. Them all. i'm ready to go to yoga. I, I, I felt Sorry. them all, i felt them all coming when i was
2: watching aaron rodgers <laughs> <laughs> see did you feel that go, go. See, that's what i'm trying to say it's, it's, it's you, all connected
1: you know what it is it's just like we we all know this is going to be aaron Rodgers' last season he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch i mean he plays with just a, a swagger that mm-hmm. makes you want to see him play you know year in and year out you want to see every play that he throws the football because He's so exciting of a player. And just to have that dud in week one, I felt it in my hips. I I felt it in my
2: emotions. (laughs) Shakira?
1: (laughs) My hips didn't lie. My hips didn't
2: Uh, lie. Oh, there you go.
1: (laughs) Everybody's going to come back in week two. Mm -hmm. You had some really great stats here about uh, a team losing in week one and what it means for the future.
3: Yeah, I'll say that Aaron (laughs) Rodgers knows um, a little bit about what it takes to um, embrace uh, listening to his body and moving forward. Again, if you're not as much of the Zen or the yoga side of things, some stats for you. uh, The Mm. last time Aaron Rodgers threw two picks in a season opener, do we remember the year? It was 2010. And something that happened later that season was uh, Aaron Rodgers getting his Super Bowl ring. So, mm-hmm. a little bit of a positive stat for him there. And the mm-hmm. other one is that even though it is hard to do, it is not impossible for a team to drop the opening game and go to the Super Bowl. Eight eventual Super Bowl champions have dropped their first game in the last 30 years. And in fact, it happened last year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing their opener to the Saints and also. Later that season in November, losing to the Saints again with a scoreline very familiar to the Packers of 38 to three. And these are things that Aaron Rodgers had mentioned on a Sirius XM show with Pat McAfee earlier this week that people have been texting him. So he also knows those stats. I think, you know, if you want to read into the numbers side of those, those are two things for Packers fans to hold on to.
1: Listen, all of those things make my hips feel a little bit looser, a little bit lighter.
3: (laughs) I'll be okay.
1: I'll be ready for week two, Monday Night Football, watching Aaron Rodgers play against the Detroit Lions. All right, guys, week two, the game of the week, the one I'm most excited to watch, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Chiefs came off a a nice comeback win over the Browns in week one. Um, And the Ravens, poor Ravens, had a chance to win that game, I think, (laughs) at least three times in the fourth quarter in overtime, and they fell on the road to the Raiders Tyler tell me what you think about this this upcoming matchup man
0: this will be a huge opportunity for the Baltimore Ravens to get some confidence Lamar Jackson has not beaten the Kansas City Chiefs he's Owen three versus Patrick Mahomes and man I being at that Ravens Raiders game there were so many opportunities for the Ravens to win that game it's just wild momentum swings back and forth so This coming week, down their three best running backs, Baltimore Ravens, they really need to try to get some positivity in that building after that frustrating loss. However, I don't think it's going to happen.
2: So this is why I think mentality is so important because the fact that the Chiefs are a team that went to the Super Bowl last season, they have that air about them. So even though they were down to the Browns, you know what I mean? They still possess that confidence that they could come back. And actually, I kind of make and liken the Ravens and the Browns in the same way. Both of those teams in their respective games were up early and didn't finish it. And, and, and to me, really, that's the difference, right? And so, but it doesn't mean that Baker Mayfield and just to carry that analogy and in this case Lamar because those are the teams that are facing uh, one another in week 2, you know, can't get over that hump. What obviously disappointed Lamar and probably obviously Ravens fans who are watching the game is the, not the ability to finish the 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 lack of focus in terms of, you know, the the turnovers that happen and those are still things that can be cleaned up. So, if you're looking at it as a tale of two halves, And you're looking at the teams that played in the first half. These are teams that can beat their respective teams that they faced. So while I feel like. It's convention and easy to say that the Chiefs will win. It doesn't mean that it's not right because likely that obviously is the case based on just the pedigree. But I still feel like there's a a good shot here. And lucky for the Ravens that even with all those running back injuries, that they still had the likes of Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman available in the running back pool to be able to plug those holes because it could have been a lot worse, actually.
1: Yeah, I think the the biggest thing I, I take away from the the Ravens' first game of the season was um, the end of that. Lamar broke off a, a huge run with, I believe, you know, less than two minutes, maybe less than a minute, and then the Ravens got really, really conservative. They they didn't really try to go for the end zone, and, and they just let Justin Tucker come on the field. Well, there was about thirty four seconds after Justin Tucker nailed that field goal, and it happened to be enough time for Derek Carr and the Raiders, you know, to come back and win that game. I think if Lamar Jackson and, and Jim Harbaugh and the Ravens have a chance to do that one over. I think they try to go and and try to at least punch it in the end zone and and give yourself you know seven points instead of three um, for a lead late in the game. And and when I look at the Chiefs game too, I, I think the Browns that that special teams mishap that they had at the end of the the uh, you know towards the end of the fourth quarter there, um they they had that game won. And, and if they converted on that punt or didn't have a bad mishap like that, you don't know what could happen if.
2: Both teams. That's why it's such a good analogy. Both teams, really. I mean, and Baker also, you know, messed up with that uh, interception near the end. So both both quarterbacks and and they're all and it's interesting because Lamar is the one that has the MVP out of, you know, (laughs) you know, out of the three. And then obviously Baker getting into his, you know, first playoffs or what have you. But I feel like other than, you know, the skill set and other things that you could point out. But one major difference, too, is one of them has been to the Super Bowl. And that is the mentality that carries over at the end of the game when the pressure is on and your blood pressure needs to drop and you have to have ice in your veins. Who cannot have the turnovers, the strip sacks, and the interceptions and some of the you know um, mistakes that happen, as opposed to finishing the game and knowing no matter what the point spread is, you can come back. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say this though on Lamar Jackson. I know he's upset over those two turnovers—one in the fourth quarter and one in overtime. But he had a few passes in that game oh, yeah. to Hollywood Brown uh-huh. and Sammy Watkins that were really nice and really showed a lot of improvement as a pocket passer. Those were some of the best passes I've seen, uh, I saw in week one. So he did show me some improvement as a just a drop-back, prototypical pocket passer from the pocket. Uh, he has to clean up those turnovers and uh, ball security. But just as a pure thrower, especially down. Ah, uh, your running backs, Lamar Jackson, did show me uh, some improvement passing. And
2: goals. matter of fact, Tyler, we talked about that in episode one, right? How I was saying, you know, people get on him not for not being oh, this passer. And I tweeted about it during the game. I was like, oh, so y'all love Lamar again? And it was all this blood. <laughs> oh, Josina, <laughs> it seems like you just started watching the game. Why? Why you want to do it after one completion? And I'm just like, you know, so I, it was. It, yeah, I, I brought up. Exactly. It's like, oh, now, now she wants to say something. He made one completion was more than one completion. But whatever. I just wanted to say that to some of the people around my Twitter.
1: <laughs> you know, I... The- Talk today, yes, Josiana. You got <laughs> to <me, you> know, <laughs> pull
2: out the receipts, you know. I was like, okay, I, well, I, that was a nice nicely over-the-shoulder, you know, perfectly targeted, you know, hit him, you know, whatever pass that was that I commented right after he made that one. So I just wanted anyway, yeah. to say that. Yeah,
1: I think more importantly than the fumble, too. It's I, I think it goes back to the point I made earlier. You know, they have to win that game. You don't leave time on the clock, um, and, and just settle for a field goal in the final minute of that game. It's a different outcome for the Ravens. Um, you can't give anybody extra time to come back. And give them an opportunity to tie the game or beat you. Um, they did that with Derek Carr, who actually I found out is, is second in the NFL with 25 career game-winning drives, right behind Tom Brady, who has about a, I think, 15 more. But um, I didn't know that about Derek Carr. And, and Lamar Jackson <laughs> gave him enough time to come back. And he definitely can't do that against Patrick Mahomes. You know, next week coming up because we all know Mahomes came back against the Browns last week, came back in the Super Bowl that he won against the 49ers. When you're Back is against the wall. You don't want to have Patrick Mahomes with the ball on his hands too. And I think if the Baltimore Ravens find themselves in a situation where they're up or they can take the lead in the fourth quarter late, they got to do what they can to punch it in and and get as much as many points as they can to kind of keep keep the Chiefs out 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 of big.
2: But better it happened now in Week One, right? Because to have that type of mistake happen right before you play the Kansas City Chiefs is actually good timing. You know, it really reminds you about having to have mental endurance in a game. You know, like. You can the first half when your acuity is up, but you have to be able to do it even when you're tired. You know because every possession counts, and so I think having that specific thing happen right before the Chiefs game is probably good timing. And we'll see how good of a timing it is. And we can talk about it in episode three <laughs> if it made a difference or not. I see Joe said it make a difference, didn't make a difference.
1: I think guys, I think the real reason I'm really excited to watch this game is because when you look at Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. You know, these are both guys that won MVPs in their second season in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know Patrick Mahomes has a Super Bowl win, and, and he lost against Brady and the Bucks last season. And we know Lamar Jackson got into the playoffs. Now he has to get his first playoff win under his belt here. But these are two quarterbacks in the NFL um, who, you know, like I said, got the MVP in their second season. They're really one of the reasons why, along with the young quarterbacks coming into the league now, that half the league has quarterbacks, you know, under 25 years old. Everybody's looking for their star, you know, under center.
2: They're the and swaggy group. They're the swaggy group. These two guys definitely
1: <laughs> set, the, set the tone for the next age of quarterbacks.
2: No, and but all three, all three, Lamar, Patrick, Baker. Mm-hmm. That's, right, they're I'll the swaggy group. <laughs> Oh, wow. I don't know I don't know I, All right. I don't know if I could go Baker <laughs> Oh, in. Lord have mercy. I don't Marzi. know if I could go
1: Baker in. Lord. Lord. I don't know if I could go Baker in. He's improving, in. He's improving. In. He's improving but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I mean, I'm I'll give that. Kyler I'm Murray over Baker. Baker. Yes, you gotta, have <laughs> you
0: gotta have Kyler in that mix. And I would throw... Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott in over
1: Baker. And I would even throw
0: – even though Aaron Rodgers is old, I think he has more swag than Baker
1: Mayfield. Come on. Uh, I would I, not even put Josh Allen into the mix too. I like Josh Allen. Yeah, he Josh Allen, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo, but he's a Cali
0: boy. Don't forget that. <laughs>
2: So time now for our NFL insider segment where we get to listen to the guys make their prediction. And the first one on the slate is Raiders at Steelers. Both teams are 1-0, and interestingly enough, when you look at who they were playing in week one. Guys, what do you think is going to be the results of this game? Tyler, we'll start with you first.
0: They both surprised me. The Raiders winning at their first home game with fans, that was really surprising against the Baltimore Ravens team. And then on the East Coast, you have the Steelers with an upset win over a Super Bowl contender and the Buffalo Bills. That's a, it's a tough one, but I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they have you know veteran leadership in Big Ben, a nice uh, rookie running back in Najee Harris. And how can you forget about Watt? He was uh, very disruptive in week one. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, winning going 2-0 to start the season.
2: Interesting.
1: You know what, Tyler? It's funny because last week we we were three and two in all our picks. <laughs> Don't Steelers, bring that up. I we want fans to think I'm undefeated. No, no. I, I, I want fans to think the same thing too. But I'm going <laughs> to own my record. I'm not <laughs> own my record. Okay. So we were three and two last week, and both the games that we lost were were in this matchup here. The, the Raiders beat us, and the Steelers won too. I got the Steelers by three this week. Um, their defense is incredible, um, and I really like Minka Fitzpatrick, the the Steelers' starting safety. Against Darren Waller, the Raiders' uh, tight end, um, you know Derek Carr, he looked like he only had one safety valve until the fourth quarter when Brian Edwards was in the game and Henry Ruggs was in the game too. Um, but I want to see if the Raiders can put this together on the road, and I don't think that happens. Um, I got Steelers by three, in this only game. three points. Only th- only three points. It'll be close. Only because I got Big the Steelers ben, by nine. See, see, Big Ben, he he. he had a hard time going up against the Bills' defense. It made you wonder if father times knocking on the door a little bit loudly um, than, it, than it was in years past. But I, I think the Steelers pulled this one out by three.
2: Okay, real quick, Stafford. I just want to ask you, well, you said that Ben Roethlisberger had a tough time going up against the Bills' defense. So what was it about the Steelers' win that then impressed you if you're saying that the quarterback struggled against the defense?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the, the Steelers' defense was, uh, you know, unstoppable. I, I mm-hmm. feel like uh, – I think that Josh Allen only had one touchdown – pass and it was an end of, at the end of the first half um they really clamped down on that bill's offense and i think the steelers defense could clamp down on anybody they play this season i would even say even you know patrick mahomes and, and lamar jackson when they see them you know down the road if they do um but I, that's why i like the steelers it, it, they gave ben roethlisberger an opportunity to come through in in the clutch there and and sure enough he did you know in that fourth quarter so that, that's why i like the steelers you know over the raiders this week i don't think the Raiders could replicate the magic that they had Monday night in Vegas against against the Ravens.
2: Interesting. Okay, well, let's move on to the second game real quick because our producer did say keep it tight and we did not keep it tight. Okay, <laughs> so the Bengals are facing the Bears. The Bengals are 1-0. The Bears are 0-1. And I'm curious, you know, with the Andy Dalton situation and the Justin Fields like what do you guys think about the, the the Bears quarterback situation as far as what they need to do starting off in that loss particularly going up against a team in the AFC North that does have their quarterback situation figured out
0: well i have to say this covering the Bengals for a few seasons that was a really impressive win over the Minnesota Vikings in week 1 and they do have the better quarterback So I am going with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're going to go up there in Chicago. Andy Dalton's not going to get sweet revenge over his former team. And I have Joe Burrow uh, getting uh, his second win this season. And winning, uh, I'll give three points. Now, on Chicago's side, I do think they need to hurry up and play Justin Fields. They only scored two touchdowns versus the Rams. And one of those touchdowns was a three-yard run. By Fields. He gives the Bears offense more versatility. He's able to scramble outside the pocket. He's a runner and a thrower. And the Bears offense, you can just open up the floodgates, open up the playbook with Justin Fields behind our quarterback. Let me keep a tight, though. I have <laughs> the
1: Bengals <laughs> winning
0: mm-hmm. over.
1: The Chicago Bears. Please, Answer. Tyler. Please, Tyler, keep it tight. Because I was so frustrated at <laughs> mm-hmm. how the Chicago Bears played Justin Fields in that opener. He only mm-hmm. touched the ball three times. He only wow. touched the ball three times against mm-hmm. the Rams. Um they and they brought that game within seven points and then they got blown out. So but to it's Justin tough, Fields. it's
2: tough when you know because it's like you're trying to give one yeah. quarterback confidence and you know you got it, it that's the t- I mean obviously you have to do what wins and I, I feel like I hear that from Saints fans all the time like oh now that the way that James played though they should have got rid of him you know earlier talking about Drew Brees or whatever but it but it's tough when you're trying to respect a veteran and all these other things anyways this I hear what, what you're saying mm-hmm. The
1: Bears should not Wait. be in this conversation they, they they should just start Justin Fields like every other rookie that started in week 1 like Trevor Lawrence <laughs> and,
2: and just toss, toss Dalton down. over the uh, over the ball
1: and, the side. And, and, the side. And Andy Dalton at this point in his career,
0: he's a bridge quarterback. Of course. And we're we're already over the bridge. the bridge.
2: Okay. <laughs> the bridge well, <laughs> hopefully Justin off. Fields doesn't run into the bridge because okay. he's still a rookie, got to get that experience. And then what happens if Justin Fields runs into the bridge? Then you got to call Andy Dalton say, uh, what happened was we're sorry, we really do love you. You see, <laughs> so things can happen. It reminds me when the Pittsburgh Steelers moved on from uh Le'Veon Bell to uh uh, Connors, and then Connor started to get hurt. See, and then now you wanted to call back Le'Veon. You see, so things like that can happen. Yeah, All right, I let's gotta, move on. Hold on, hold on. I didn't even get my huh? girl. I yeah, need go ahead, go it. ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I'm because, sorry. Because the Bears are not going to play Justin Fields how I want them to play him. I I got Bengals by ten here. I got the mm. Bengals mm. by ten. Bengals Bears,
2: winning big. Winning, Bengals fault. winning
1: big. Listen, the Bears, even the Bears players know this. You got to play Justin Fields, and when they don't see Justin Fields in the game, they're not going to be induced to play. So I got the Bengals by ten. If that's winning big, Tyler, then that's winning big.
2: All right, well, let's move on to the third game, the Bills, 0 and one as we mentioned, after that loss against the Steelers, uh, facing the Dolphins who were able to win that game. And the thing really quick that I want to say about the Bills is it's kind of like what I tell my dog when she's barking and people are walking by and not paying attention to her. I always say to her, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And that, what I'm trying to say here with the Bills is no matter what y'all did last season – Right. You got to move on to this season. Got to shake off. You know, you went to the playoffs and all that other stuff and get focused. That's, you know, maybe partly the reason why they hold lost that first game. But what do you guys hold, think?
1: Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just you know, yeah. what's, what's your dog's name? Nala. Nala. You need to tell Nala that me and Tyler care. OK. <laughs> Tyler care about her barks and her opinions. I'm so sorry. Nobody else cares. I'm so sorry. Mama <laughs> I, don't want you to bark at I care.
2: I love her, but sometimes she's barking, and people walk by her and they don't pay attention to her. She doesn't understand it. I'm telling you, nobody cares. Nala, I'm sorry, Nala. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 back to the game to, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead. So, as the uh, Miami resident, Sophie, you <laughs> oh, go first. Yeah. Right. All right.
1: Okay. Right. I'll, I'll go first here, Tyler. I'll be at this game on Sunday. Um, I was, you know, obviously we we had the Bills over the Steelers in Week One. I'm taking the Bills over the Dolphins in, in Week Two. I think. Um, even though the Dolphins won in New England, um, their defense has been not break. And it bends a little bit too much for me, uh, my liking. Um, and, and Josh mm. Allen, I think he's going to have a huge rebound game in week two. Um, he's shown time and time again that uh, he loves playing against his Dolphins defense. And I think week two, our matchup is definitely going to go in the Bills' favor. Um, I got the Bills by seven. And this one I'm
0: weird. I'm actually surprised. Are they gonna let you back in the building in Miami? I mean oh, that's I, a... <laughs> I,
1: I, I'm always in the building, man. I'm always in the building. This is my hometown. This is my that's my stadium, too, you know. So mm.
2: okay. Well, let's well, move on to the oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: For the
0: second Josina cut me off Josina of my prediction. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 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 go, go ahead. Second week. I'm so sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking about time,
2: time, time. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
0: I, I do have the Bills winning mm-hmm. this game. Um I, I do think that they need to get a bounce-back performance out of Josh Allen, that offense, and the defense didn't play well uh as well in week one. So uh Buffalo Bills, they need to uh, win this game to uh, stay within the thick of things in the division I have them winning. I kept it tight for you, Josian, really quick. Ah.
2: Okay. All right. No, no, no. Good stuff. All good stuff. Great commentary. Let's move on to the Cowboys at the Chargers. Uh, the Cowboys did not win their first game. Uh, the Chargers are one and oh, interesting thing. Uh, and a note here, uh, put in from our producer as far as what, uh, Jerry Jones was saying with the suspension to Leo Collins. We were talking about that last week with the offensive line that's supposed to come together for that team. But now a crucial piece out is supposed to be replaced by Terrence Steele. What do you guys think about this lineup or this matchup rather?
0: we well, I'll actually be at uh, the game this week at SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium. Two new stadiums, two consecutive weeks. I'm really excited about mm.
1: that. Okay. What do I to do? do for that? What do I have to do for
0: that, Tyler? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. But I'll send you a picture of my Roscoes before the game.
2: Oh, oh nice. <laughs> oh, yum. Delicious. Okay, okay.
0: But I, I do have the Chargers actually uh, winning this game 2 and 0 They really impressed me and Washington uh, this past week. And the way they were able to rally back with uh, Justin Herbert, who's looking like a top 10 quarterback. Joey Bosa made some noise. Derwin James coming back. Uh He's a comeback player of the year candidate. The Chargers, I think they're a fringe playoff team, and I have them uh, beating the Dallas Cowboys at home. However, there's going to be a lot of Cowboy fans at SoFi Stadium. The Chargers, they're going to quiet them down and win the game.
1: Wow, a declaration from Tyler about Justin Herbert and Derwin James and Joey Bosa. I really like all those guys. Um, You know I like two of them more. I'm going going with the Cowboys in this game, Tyler. I'm going with the Cowboys. It's funny because you and I have agreed on almost every pick we've had in these two podcasts, and I think this might be the first disagreement, so let's put that one on the board. Um, Dak Prescott, I saw him in person last week. Um, he probably looked like the best quarterback, maybe out of week one. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you put Mahomes in that category too, but that Prescott, I, I think the Cowboys are going to have to ride him all season long. And he completely balled out in week one. I think he's going to do the same thing against his Chargers defense. Um, I got the Cowboys by three, uh, on Sunday. Do we have think- a dinner
0: bed on the game? Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, we're about to make some bets, Tyler. Okay, let's <laughs> let's do that. Let's do that. Maybe maybe we'll hit up a Venmo account or something. Yeah. Figure out who who's gonna feed who after after they after
2: whoever the- wins agrees to pay for my dinner. So that's how it works. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh.
1: Christina, <Christine, laughs> if, if you didn't cut us off all the time, we would probably. I know. I'm
2: so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. Um. but you know what's interesting? You did say real quickly, and I did hear this that uh Dak Prescott had the best performance out of Week One, better than Jameis.
1: Jameis got the
0: W. I give it to Jameis.
1: I think he probably won because he didn't like eat the W again. Like, uh, you know, we've all, <laughs> we all laugh at Jameis at his expense. He had another great moment post game. Um, Not me,
2: James. I don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I laugh. James wins. Mm-hmm. I laugh at you all the time, man. I mm-hmm. laugh at you all the time. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you for providing the laughter. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Dak Prescott probably had a better game, even though James threw five touchdowns, fourteen passes um I I think that Prescott showed a true command and he made the Cowboys look like a contender against the Boston but they lost <laughs> <laughs> what? They lost. <laughs> I still like Dak. I still like Dak this week against your Chargers. I like him against your Chargers, Tyler. Against my
0: Chargers. I don't play on the Chargers now, I but know, I, I do, do have their You <laughs> know
2: what I think is a differentiative factor is that I think the command you're talking about that you saw that you like from Dak is because he's been in that offense and with that team for so long, right? But I think the fact when you consider Jameis being with this team less and just taking over for start and you consider that in its totality going up against the Packers with less time with that team overall, I'd still give it to Jameis just off that. Mm-hmm.
0: And the team being misplaced by a hurricane. They weren't even technically at home. So
2: yes I think you've been a little you've been a little hard. James. Yeah, you're being a little hard on them. I agree. Listen, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, wait, wait till Jameis comes back down to
2: Earth, guys. Wait. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's go back down to earth with the last game of uh, week two, which is going to be the Sunday night game, at least on Sunday, I should say, the 1-0 and Chiefs versus the Owen Run Ravens. We talked about this game at the outset of the episode. What do you guys think when it comes down to putting your predictions down?
0: Well, I already kind of alluded to this. I I think the Chiefs are going to be 2-0 after this game. Lamar Jackson has not beaten uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in his career. He's 0-3. I don't think the home field advantage is going to matter for the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game by 10 points. However, Lamar Jackson is going to have a good game, but it's not going to be enough. Chiefs are just too good. They're my Super Bowl pick this year, too.
1: I got the Chiefs by 10 as well. I think Lamar Jackson, he has to, like Dak Prescott, I think he has to ball out each and every single week. Um, and against the Chiefs defense, that kind of found its footing again in the second half against the Browns. Um, I, I just like Patrick Mahomes over Lamar, and I really like the Chiefs over the Ravens, who are a little bit shorthanded.
2: Interesting. So none of you guys are giving the Ravens an opportunity to win this game.
1: No.
0: I mean, last week you gave the Browns an opportunity to win, Josie, and I did not forget that your your uh, your secret Super Bowl pick. <laughs> that
2: was, that was but name. for the first half, y'all were like, "Wow, uh, she really know, had it together." And uh, yeah, then, I, I, I,
0: yeah,
2: I mean, you, you li- listen, you know, when I when I talk about these things, I can't predict the you know the mistakes, but in terms of just mano a mano, how things look, you know, strength on strength, the Browns, I think, still surprised you how they were how they came out the gate. Did they not?
1: No, they definitely did. I think the Browns,
2: the, the, the Browns offense? Is, Don't let me hang like that, huh? The,
1: the Browns offense is is probably the most loaded offense in the NFL. They've got three tight ends, they got two running backs, all those receivers, especially when Odell gets back. I think it's, it's and and Odell didn't even
2: so. play. Oh, thank you you, you made me see? forget the main yeah. point. The point from <laughs> last time, exactly what I said when he didn't play in the divisional round. He Wait didn't play in back. this game. game.
0: See, see, see what I started? See, I instigated Josina on purpose uh-huh. because the Browns how
3: could are I
2: how could secret. I forget my own report? Thank you. The,
0: Brown, the Browns the Browns are her secret Super Bowl. Pick.
3: No, no, no. I'm just trying
2: to point to the facts, the objective facts of the talent on the offense and the defense. And all that, 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 that. That's all I'm pointing out. All right. So, anyways, that was another great episode of the NFL Insiders on their predictions, where I'm guaranteed to cut them off at least one time. But uh, and then you guys, what got how many right last time? How many? We're not- three and
0: two. We were both three and two last uh, time. Okay. I, I, I was five and zero. I don't know what's up.
2: Nah, oh, okay, man. okay. All right. Well, just as long as it results in me getting ruse Chris, that's cool. All
1: right, guys. Week one happened, and I'm looking for an overreaction right here. I, I <laughs> want to see what you guys think, and which team you guys think is going to be a contender, a Super Bowl contender, a team that's going to be in the mix in February after their performance in week one. Josina, go first for for me. Let let me see. Who's your contender after week one? Give me the biggest overreaction. And it better not be the Browns, girl. It better not be
2: the (laughs) Browns. Don't be mad at me because that's before we point First of all, my overreaction is the fact that it is the reaction because it is accurate. All you have to do is look at the stats of Mr. Jameis Winston. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Someone who was coming off two years before that throwing 30-something interceptions. And everyone was like, oh, he's done. Then he's got to take this million-dollar contract or whatever he did to play for the Saints. And, you know, wait behind Drew Brees. And all he did was come out and show that he still has the arm. And it just goes to show you, even when... You have the worst year of your career, life, whatever is going on, that it doesn't take away from your talent and that you're not what necessarily is written about you. So good for Jameis to bounce back, have a, a game where he had a rating of 130.8, 14 for twenty combined with that defense and the coaching genius of Sean Payton. How could you not put Jameis Winston in this conversation?
0: Man, Jocena came with the energy. I mean, that was like an inspirational story. Like, I'm ready to go put on some pads. I mean, there you I, go. I, I think Jocena's pick is now the Browns versus the Saints in the Super Bowl. Listen, exactly. I, I stick to <laughs>
2: the stats of what they say. I just delivered it with energy. <laughs> go yeah. ahead, y'all. What y'all right, got? Tyler.
1: I,
0: I am going to do a massive reach right here. It's an oh, overreaction. Oh, yes. So I have that. Arizona Cardinals, they look like world beaters versus Tennessee Titans. 38-13, to Chandler Jones, five sacks. Kyler Murray was dynamic. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, two touchdown passes. Mm -hmm. I mean, two touchdown catches. The Arizona Cardinals look like one of the best teams in the NFL. That's my overreaction. However, I'm going to surprise you two. Mm. I have another team as well. Here we go. The loss. Angeles chargers oh. justin herbert top 10 quarterback against in the league. the washington won the nfc east oh last God. year anybody they, win that they went up east last year they went up yeah. at, at fedex field yeah. won that game they're about to beat the dallas cowboys in the week chargers. two overreaction chargers Cardinal yeah, a little tough to teams. use
2: the NFC East divisional records yeah. as a way to bolster your point. Not that they don't <laughs> talent, but I don't know if that that was the stat. You know, <laughs> the
0: Washington football team was a pretty good team. Like they gave the Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions, a run for their money in the playoffs. Did they not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they not?
1: Did they? Okay.
2: Hey, you know no.
1: Mean? Brady wanted to stop playing. They, they they they
0: have one of the best. They have one of the best defensive lines in football. And the Chargers revamp offensive line, neutralize them. The rookie Rashawn Slater at left tackle, zero sacks, zero pressures. Hey, don't sleep on those
2: balls. Though I do think they're leaning a little bit too much into that defense as far as thinking they could just go with, you know, whoever at quarterback.
0: Yeah, they, in my opinion, they should call up Cam Newton right now. Quick pass in a hurry. Washington should. So look
1: at that. Look at that. So Josina has the Saints. Jameis Wilson's throw five touchdowns, got ahead of the interception. Number he's gonna have. You got the Mm. Saints as the as as a contender. Tyler picked two teams. So poor producer Emily, you know she doesn't have a team to pick. Uh, This was supposed to be a one team pick here, and Tyler's like, I'll pick two. I I Mm, can't. mm. can't, You gotta get. And this is all
2: discounting, you know, attrition not happening and like. Weird injuries, okay? So don't come back in week 16 and say, but you said, and then like five people gone down in injuries. That's what what we're going
1: to do. I want you guys to do that (laughs) for me too. My my contender after week one, I I think it's the Los Angeles Rams. I think Matt Stafford and that offense, he looked incredible. Um, And that defense, the Rams defense, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. um, I I think the Rams have what it takes to contend with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the NFC this year. Um, but I, it's not I as crazy you as your picks. It's not as, crazy I, I think, as your yeah. Picks. That's not really an overreaction. No, 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 no. The, the the Rams this, are the, the Rams uh, still a good team. have to do it. The Rams still have to do it. Stafford still has to do it. He hasn't done it in his whole career. So that's a safe picks it. Listen, I went safe. You guys,
0: what
2: do you do want pick, him to pick, say? Pick, the Jaguars pick, are going to win the Super Bowl. What do you what do you want? <laughs> yeah, what do yeah, you want from Is that I, what you
0: want? I want him not saying on the tally. I want him to say the Tyrod
1: Taylor Houston Texans.
2: Well, that actually is a good one since they won, right? Yeah, that actually. Yeah, yeah, You mm-hmm. guys
1: give me after week two. After week two, I'll be saying two is going uh, deep in the AFC playoffs if they beat the Bills. So I'll, I'll give you guys – that's a little preview for next week.
0: It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Saga.